0: Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so delighted to have you with us today. We have something that you're going to find very interesting because we're going to talk about health and wellness in the digital age. How, by the way, did you like the new music, and how do you like the new time? I'm delighted with both. I think that new music is much more reflective of the show and and what we're doing now with it. The digital age has brought with us some different kind of social and health challenges as we get more devices and the risks increase. Some go from computer to phone to tablet and really never leave contact with some device or the other. I, I wonder if we're going to be born with it attached to our umbilical cord in the years to come. You know? It's become our connection with the outside world to communicate, to play, and to do business. Now, Some live on the, the phone rarely looking up. You go to a restaurant and a number of diners talking on the phone instead of the person they're with is amazing. Also very rude. This week we've heard of people killed or injured playing Pokemon Go because they can't look up. They're so busy looking for this little whatever-it-is creature. We see a dramatic increase reported in the past 20 years of overweight, obesity, and the accompanying health risks have become a critical national health concern. Stress is becoming greater, and the effects of radiation coming off the devices is as yet by and large unknown, although we know there is radiation. And that really doesn't begin to say anything about the emotional issues involved with being on an electronic device for most of your waking hours. What does that do to your relationships and, and your you know, emotional well-being? Most people want to be well. They want to live happy, productive lives. However, in these times of high-stress and sedentary lifestyles, it presents a challenge, and some people go from physician to physician seeking help. But there's more to healing than simply visiting the doctor's office and getting a prescription or a potion or a salve or something. Today we're talking with Stephen Keller of Keller Healing Arts Center in Austin, Texas about all aspects of healing. I've known Stephen for a long time. For almost 20 years, He's he has almost 20 years experience in helping clients overcome physical and emotional challenges. His double BA from the University of California at Davis has given him the ability to think critically. Subsequently, two years of Bible school gave him the ability to effectively apply biblical and spiritual principles to help change people's lives for the better. He has spent many years building large sales organizations and helping people reach their potential in business, and that's where I met him, in in business. From his business success, he was able to meet and be mentored by many successful people in different fields. In 2007, this wide range of experience was synergistically put together to start doing emotional coaching, and as I can determine, he's one of the best, and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Stephen Keller to the Self-Improvement Show. Stephen, welcome.
2: Wow, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to, uh, for this conversation, and I hope it helps a lot of people.
1: Well, I hope it does too. That's the whole purpose of the show. And you know, when I have guests like you, it often, almost always happens. Now, let's start by with my always question. Tell us about yourself. Who is Stephen Keller?
2: Well, you know, that's, uh, as I was reflecting on it, I realized that can be a challenging question to a- answer. You know, very few people sit down and go, "Who am I?" But I would say, in the context of the conversation we're about to have, um, I would say I'm a, a curious and compassionate problem solver. You know, I, um, I was the youngest in my family. I've got uh, two older sisters. I was always the kid to spend hours and hours playing Legos in the corner. Um, I grew up extremely shy and introverted, and I'm, I am still introverted, but I'm not shy anymore. And, um, you know, through my whole life, I really was, became very curious as what, what made people tick, what made them better, and was always really curious about how I could improve myself. You know, um, the reason I'm not shy anymore is because I made a decision that my life would be better if I wasn't shy. (laughs) And so I had to work on that a lot. Um, but so along the way, I've had a lot of different experiences, um, And I'm always, I'm always somebody who's very, very open to new ideas and always interested in tinkering and always curious about how to do things faster and more effectively and simpler, um, especially with, um, where people's mental, emotional health is, um, so that's that's kind of my answer. I'm sticking to it.
1: <laughs> that's that's the way you see it, and and I'm going to. I think we're going to go to break now because we're having you break up a little bit, and we want to okay. check it out and see what's going on, so the audience can hear every gem of wisdom you have to share with us. So let's go to break. We'll be right back soon with more with Stephen Keller. your world motivate
3: change succeed voice america empowerment.com
4: how do you define work is it that mundane monday through friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment achievement and purpose
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you for bearing with us while we adjusted some sound issues we seem to be having. We're back with Stephen Keller, who has Keller Healing Arts in Austin, Texas. And we're, of course, going to be talking about healing. But I want to talk about a couple other things first. You know, Stephen, I met you a number of years ago when we were both involved in a network marketing company and we sold health-related products. You're still involved in network marketing, but with another company now. A lot of people yeah. say network marketing is a scam. Uh, a lot of us know that it is not. But could you speak to that just a little bit? Because you've been involved for a long period of time now, over, over the long haul.
2: Um, not right all of the time. <laughs> The understanding about network marketing is that it's a phenomenally efficient and effective business tool, Um, but as such, it it can become very vulnerable to people.
1: Steven, Um, you're really breaking up again.
2: Yeah. Sorry about that. Is that better?
1: A little. Keep going.
2: Okay. Um, Well, network marketing is is simply a tool, and um, so... The business itself depends on who it's connected to. You know, it's not fundamentally a problem. Um, if you connect that business model to someone who has ethics and uh, good business experience and good business practices, who primarily has their distributors' um, well, well-being first and foremost, it can be an absolutely life-changing experience, uh, if, on the other hand, it you are dealing with someone who wants to start a business purely to make money, and they're willing to cut ethical corners to do that, Um, you know, it can be an absolute nightmare for people.
1: So you're saying you need to be careful who you sign up with because it depends on them whether or not it's a, well, it's like any other business, whether it's an honest company. Is that what you're telling us?
2: Yeah, well, really what you have to look for is you have to look for the ownership of the company because um, they really provide the DNA of the culture of the company, okay? Um, you need to know wh- why did they start the business, um, what are their priorities in life, what's important to them, um, you know, are they really excited about making money or are they excited about helping people, um, are they planning on going public with the company because that's a month and $250,000 a month. And the company started making this business decisions which she decided it weren't ethical. And he simply walked away from that income and told them they could keep it. And, oh. you know, that's that's pretty rare for someone, for someone to do. Yeah, here, keep, keep the $250,000 a month. Um, you know, I don't agree with how you're running your business anymore. I mean, especially when you could simply just go sit on the beach and keep your mouth shut and just collect money every month. Uh, so that's really the, the type of thing I look for. And um, probably the, the company I'm involved with right now has probably the best culture uh, that I've ever been involved with. And I'll, I'll give you a little clarity on that. You know, um, a culture of a company or an organization um, makes a huge difference um, the proper culture attracts the right people and also re- repels the wrong people hopefully. and yeah hopefully <laughs> not 100% of the time but often and um, what what you want is um, goodness uh, you want a you want a culture that's balanced you know often sometimes you find um, a culture of an organization that is very, very focused on helping people but doesn't have a lot of business sense. You know what I mean? I mean, they just don't really know what they're doing even though their heart is in the right place. And so your impact is very limited. Um, On the other hand, you can have a company that has a very sharp business sense, but they don't really put um, people in relationships first. And so they may make money but they're going to do it at the expense of often hurting people. And uh, the, this company, Ethereum, that I'm involved with has probably the best combination of those two things, um, both a culture of helping people and a culture of having um, a world-class business. In fact, in under four years, we did a billion dollars in sales and only Priceline and Groupon historically worldwide
1: Um, tell us a little bit about order. what you know. Uh, tell us about that company. What is it, and what kind of products do you deal with?
2: Sure. So um, our company first started off um, with a very unique skincare product, and uh, we did phenomenally well with that. You know, a skincare product where uh, goodness, the results were just crazy. I mean, I, I had customers who um, were just in tears emotionally over what the product did for their um, fine lines and muscles and deep lines and, you know, sun damage and all that. And, you know, I, I had a little bit of experience in skincare, and it, but it really surprised me how emotional people were until I realized that, um, you know, if you impact someone's self-esteem, uh, you impact their entire life. And so many people, especially women, are very aware of their appearance and are very aware that people treat them differently based on how they look and feel about themselves.
1: And that's the absolute yeah. truth.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really huge. And, and I didn't really realize how big that was until I started doing this. And, you know, the company that you and I were involved with years ago, I mean, it was a nutritional supplement company. We saw really mm-hmm. miracles. I mean, I saw people get out of wheelchairs and, you know, walk and talk who weren't walking talking, but um, I saw as many emotional testimonials with a skinkerbri because that You know, That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. And so what we're seeing, you know, our company, um, the founder of our company says this about our company, um, that we will love you until you love yourself and will believe in you until you believe in yourself. And what happens is that um, in the proper environment and the proper associations can take you where you can't go on your own. So what a good network marketing company does, if it has ethics, and if you have, are partnered with the right people, it can take you places in life that you can't go on your own. And not just business, but when you're associated with people who are positive, who are very proactive in life, who are helping other people, um, it will impact you. I mean, you can't, you can't be the most negative person in the room for long, right? if everyone exactly. else is more positive, um, eventually that will change. And to give you an idea of really what we're doing as a company, our CEO um, spoke at the International Day of Happiness um, at the United Nations. He was a keynote speaker for that. And so we're really taking this um, seriously because we know that if we can help people be happy, their brain actually works better. It's like happiness is like the uh, magic button for personal development, you know? Personal development typically looks like a hard, long road, um, whereas happiness is kind of the way to get under the radar. You know, you ask any parent, hey, you want your kid to have a lot of personal development or be rich? Most of them would say rich. Exactly. Uh, thing, but yeah, but if you said, with. do
1: you want them to be happy or rich? And they probably still exactly. say rich, but they have, <laughs> more likely we'll to you know, have a... Few responses science of happy now
2: shows uh, you know, science now shows conclusively that if you're happy, your brain actually works much better. You're going to hit your goals faster. You're going to be a better salesperson. You're going to be a better doctor. Everything in your life will perform better if you figure out how to be happy before you're like a billionaire. You know
1: <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you yeah, like, and- yeah,
2: they fast. So.
1: and science demonstrates that that's absolutely true. I mean, they can name oh, you all the hormones and chemical reactions that are taking place in your body when you're happy as opposed to when you're not. But we know what it does to us without all that science. Yeah, so, yeah the um, great thing is it's not hard. Being happy is not rocket science.
2: It's a few simple things practiced consistently over a period of time, and you can literally rewire your brain for happiness. And uh, there's tremendous scientific research on that. Um,
1: oh, absolutely. We've we've done a couple shows on neuroplasticity. And, yeah. I mean, it's really exciting to see what scientists have discovered <laughs> back, back in the day, when, and I call them the dark ages, we thought that the nervous system the brain could not regenerate or could not change and now we know that's absolutely not true and it's it's made such an impact in so many areas to know i mean they they regenerate at a slower pace than other cells but they definitely do regenerate and it's exciting to see that now your background was in network marketing And now you have founded and run the Keller Healing Arts Center in Austin, Texas. Tell us uh, about the center and tell us about what it is in this synergistic program we talked about in the beginning that led you to start a counseling um, practice. And I can see that the two things go very, very well together.
2: Sure, sure. It's, um, well, it's just kind of a natural outcropping of my curiosity and treating really. And the Keller Healing Arts Center, um, most of my clients are actually by phone. Um, so it's like um, the spare bedroom in my house in Austin. And uh, some people do come and see me, but mostly it's online. And you can also find that at Um But what happened is... Um, because I was pretty successful with another network marketing company, I, um, I got to associate with a lot of successful smart people, including a naturopathic doctor in Colorado who introduced me to a course on how learn, learning how to do muscle testing. And uh, muscle testing is just a yes-no response from your body um, on certain things. Um, a lot of doc chiropractors, and different things will, will get a yes-no response from your body on whether or not um, your body likes a certain supplement or how much or what the physical imbalance is in your body. And I was very interested in taking this course because um, I used it to develop customized nutritional protocols for my uh, nutritional customers um, because I found that making very slight changes in the amount or types of supplements you're taking can produce dramatic results. You know, uh, maybe taking six of a certain product a day for six months didn't do anything, but if you took nine a day for a week, it could change your life, you know? Right. And so that was very helpful for me, and so I practiced a lot on being effective and accurate at doing that. And it it is anyone can muscle test. You just have to have the patience um, and stick-to-itiveness to to, to develop that skill. And and personality-wise, I'm gifted that I have that personality to do that. And one day, my mother in law gave me a book called The Emotion Code, which used muscle testing to track down um, trapped emotional issues for people. Uh, think of them as like a blown emotional fuse. You know, you go through life and you experience certain things, and it will blow a fuse for you. And if you don't reset that fuse, um, it kind of handicaps you emotionally, um, and you can overcome it, but it Really, it's more work than you need to do. And I was fascinated with this, started playing around with it, started experimenting um, on a lot of friends. And one of the interesting things is that doing this, uh, you know, my clients come to me, they don't tell me their life story. Using muscle testing in this technique, I more tell them what their issue is, and they're like, oh, my goodness, how did you know that? You're totally right. Um, An example of that was before I got really serious about this, Um, and was treating it more as a hobby. I was on vacation with some friends, one of whom was dealing with cancer. And I said, I'm like, hey, you know, why don't I do this for you? It might benefit you because there's a lot of emotional components to cancer, you know. And this was a gentleman in his 60s. And just doing muscle testing, I told him, hey, look, what I'm coming up with is that you have a heart wall, which is a type of emotional issue you have a heart wall of overwhelm at age 23 in the fall. And you think mind, you know, so it's a pretty specific description, you know, and his response was, yep, absolutely. You're correct. He goes, when I was 23 in the fall, he goes, I was working for the CIA and I was in Cuba and I killed someone for the first time. And it was oh. very overwhelming. And he goes, I've only told my wife and my pastor about this. And I go, well, Here you are, you know, 40, 50 years later, you know, 40 years later, you're still impacted by it. And when we reset that for him, just with a magnet, very simple, um, it made such an impact on him that he started sending a lot of friends um, to see me. You know, they're like, oh, Steve will do this crazy thing for you, and it works, and you should try it.
1: (laughs) And my
2: response,
1: you know, know, kind of my
2: response was, um, wow, uh, this would be fun to do for people, but my big, you know, again, back to my um, my tinkering, problem-solving mentality, I, I love puzzles, and I'm like, you know what, what I really need is I really need some people to practice on with some major, major issues, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, I wondered how effective this, te- is this technique, what could it actually work on? And um, one of the really interesting experiences I had, I had a young woman I knew, um, through a job, um, and at work she related to me, she goes, I cannot handle being alone. I'm just freak out at being alone. And I'm like, Hey, you sound like a great candidate. <laughs> so I said, would you be open to come around to my house so I can practice this thing on you? And she's like, sure. Totally open to it. So at work through other people's conversations, um, I knew everyone's like, oh, well, she's a lesbian. And I'm like, okay, well, Whatever. But it was very interesting when she came over to my house, she brought that up immediately. And this is what she said. She goes, I wasn't born that way, but I don't ever have to spend any time by myself. In other words, she was specifically choosing that lifestyle because she was so freaked out about spending any time by herself. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. And I asked her, I'm like, um, zero to ten, 10 being very bad, how bad are we talking about here? And she just looked at me with a blank stare, and she goes, it's at a 30. I'm like, okay. "Wow."
1: <laughs> at a 30 on a 1 to 10 scale. At a 1 to 10
2: scale, yeah. So what happened is we, um, using muscle testing and not knowing her very well, I would identify and describe an emotional issue and an age um, and descriptions on it, and then she would tell me what it was from, Okay. And then we Okay, let me her. ask
1: you this. Yeah. You're identifying things about people without asking them. So what is correct. your own pro- process of getting this information? Do you get ideas intuitively and then you test them? Um, no, you do the muscle um, how, do you, how do you do this?
2: So you know, here's the thing. A muscle test is a yes or no response, right?
1: Exactly.
2: And if, if I have the correct framework... Um, by making a statement and then you respond yes or no, I couldn't really find out anything I want to about you, you know? Um, if I said, Irene, you are 40 years old or younger, you say?
1: No. No, right? <laughs> and
2: by doing that, uh, you're, you know, 50 years old or older, 60 years old or older. Eventually, I'm going to figure out how old you are just by a yes or no response.
1: By and so, my yes you or have... no response. Correct.
2: It's a yes, it's a no. It's a yes, it's a no, right? So by having the proper framework to work in, like, you know, Irene, this issue we're talking about is accurately described in column A. No. In column B, yes. B1 through your 5, yes. B1, yes. And you look at a little box on B1 and you start going through the different emotional descriptions until you find out which one it fits.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. So, I'm on the other end of the phone. How do I know yeah. what you're talking about? So, if you say um, it's the, in it's column something in A, B or C. Yeah. How do I know? So,
2: you don't really have to. Is is the fascinating thing is um say for example if your computer's all messed up, right, and you're pulling your hair out and you call up your, you know, Apple Care or whoever your computer manufacturer is and the person on the phone says, look, um, do you give me permission to remotely access your computer and work on this? And you're like, oh, please. <laughs> Just yes. Up, right? <laughs> you know, and so the fascinating thing about quantum physics, which can be multiple shows all in and of itself, is that oh, yeah. if, you, if you're open to quantum physics, you know, I do all this work with people by phone, and I say, hey, Irene, do you give me permission to test for you? And you're like, yes, do you please take care of this. I'm like, okay. Okay. So I make the statement, I am testing for Irene, and all the muscle testing I'm going to do on myself now is on your behalf.
1: Okay. okay, I get it. And on that note, we need to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this much more. So stay tuned for more with Stephen Keller.
5: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
3: Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power.
5: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Stephen Keller of uh, Keller Healing Arts Center in Austin, Texas. But don't let Austin, Texas know that he's pinned down to a place because he is not. He does work with clients over the phone, over Skype. Uh, however, we communicate these days on all of these devices. Let me yeah. recap, Stephen, uh, and see if I've got this. Uh, you, do, you work with clients who have some kind of emotional issue or block that's affecting them over, probably over a long period of time. You use muscle testing, and you have um, a chart that you test in his behalf or her behalf with. So you're looking at the chart, you're muscle testing for them, just like you could tune into a remote computer uh, repair person. And you're exactly. testing in his behalf, yeah. and you get really specific information about that individual. Am I correct in that summary?
2: Absolutely. Uh, often bizarrely accurate information. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you know, yes. And when you say uh, you're you know, working with with the principles of quantum physics, I totally understand what's happening yeah. because... Quantum physics. Uh, well, if you if you're not into quantum physics, we can't explain it here in a few minutes. But it lets you understand how we can access information f- one from another because basically we're all so interlinked. Anyway,
2: and and the crazy thing is, uh, some of those results for people's pets are equally nuts, <laughs> just in terms of uh, how accurate you can be. You know, um, I, I did some work on my for my cousin's um, golden retriever, and uh, she's like, oh, my dog's having all these emotional issues. And just doing muscle testing for her dog over the phone, I go, you know, I could be wrong, but I think your dog has survivor's guilt. And she's like, oh, my goodness, you're totally accurate. She goes, my dog saw her mother and her sister get eaten by a mountain lion. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh,
1: my like, no. goodness. That's
2: really accurate. I well, I dad. might have
1: to call you and let <laughs> you work with my dog. <laughs> He's a pretty good I dog. that's got sister, some. my
2: sister. Uh, my sister adopted this golden retriever, and she called me up. And so she was in Kentucky at the time. I'm in Fort Worth. And she called me up, and she goes, look, she goes, can you help me? This dog has got all sorts of emotional issues. I'm like, Oh sure. I'll try. You know, again, I will try anything. Always curious, always willing to play around. Right. But the proof is in the pudding, like play around with anything, but it better work consistently. Right. And so just doing testing for her, I said, well, I think the dog has a heart wall of jealousy from two years ago. So we just reset it on the dog's behalf um, but there's really no way of getting feedback at that accurate, right? Right. Well, a couple of days later she says, well, the dog's doing better. I'm like, well, cool. Maybe just coincidence, you know. Um, but,
1: Okay, that's interesting. You could have a whole, a whole business just working with pets. Um, no, you yeah. St- you talk about resetting the emotion, or if you have a a wall of jealousy or a wall of whatever, you can reset it using magnets. Tell us about that. That's new to me.
2: Sure. So um, a magnet. What a magnet does is a magnet magnifies your intention. Okay. And right. the way I would describe it is if you have a, a virus on your, your computer, simply hitting the delete button over and over and over isn't going to get you anywhere. Unless you have the right folder, some folder file pulled and highlighted, simply hit the delete button. Your computer says, oh, you want to delete this? And are like, yes, please delete that. Um, so that's the basic principle behind it. I had a very interesting experience along these lines. Um, when I was in Fort Worth, the husband and wife who led the Bible study was off go to amazing people one day she comes to me and she says Steve she goes I don't feel I have anything to offer which was hard for her to say she one younger yes five or younger four or younger when I said three she went totally pale and I looked at her and I go do you know what it is and she said paperwork and I'm like paperwork <laughs> and she goes when I was three years old my father signed adoption papers over to my stepdad and it made me feel worthless she goes I thought I dealt with that He is a um, he's a Shingo award-winning engineer for for Lockheed at the time, and a Shingo award is simply a Pulitzer Prize level award for writing an engineering book. So, in other words, the dude is super smart, right? Right. <laughs> and um, I was doing work for him one day, and one day he comes to me and he goes, "Steve," he goes, "Have you seen the latest research at MIT?" And I'm like. Um, no, Jim, I don't follow all the research at MIT. (laughs) And he's like, well, he goes, it's not exactly what you do, but it's close enough to show that there's some validity. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And he says this, he goes, they found that if you put a strong enough magnet on the right part of your brain, that it will alter your moral judgment. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, he goes, for example, I present you with a certain scenario and you say, oh, that's wrong, right? (laughs) He goes, then we put a magnet on your brain and present the same scenario to you. And then you go, oh, well, I don't think it's such a big deal anymore. Um, So that's just kind of a a little bit different application of how a magnet can help act like a reset button for different emotional issues for you.
1: So how do you apply the magnet when somebody's half a country away?
2: Uh, I do it uh, on myself on their behalf.
1: Okay. Similarly, you, you, you know, it,
2: if someone's remotely accessing your computer, well, they're typing everything on their computer, not your computer, right? Same thing. Right.
1: Okay. Um, and how do you know? How do you know that it's been effective? Do do they feel change immediately? Do they does I guess it would depend on what it is you worked with? Sure. But um, you know, the thing
2: I would love to work on is people who are who are under more very um, extreme emotional trauma because then I get very very quick feedback if it's working or not, right? Um for example, this young woman uh who is afraid of being alone. Uh, 45 minutes later, I asked her how she's doing and she goes, oh, I'm at a two now. And I'm like, really? Oh. She goes, yes. And every time I was here at work after that, she goes, I, I was curious, how long does it last? She goes, oh, I love spending time on myself now. Thank you. So that's, you know, you're like, well, obviously at work, she went from, you know, freaking out about ever being alone to enjoying it. Um, I've had, you know, I had a young girl who was deathly afraid of dogs, worked with her for about 50 minutes, and she was petting my pit bull on the head, walking out my door 45 minutes later.
1: Do you... How many times do you usually need to see people? Do you see them usually only one time?
2: Oh, well, you know, it really depends, you know, um, on the situation they're dealing with. Um, I kind of deal with people on two different levels. Some people are dealing with... uh, very extreme emotional states, you know, like grief or fear or something like that. And you can often impact that um, situation in one session. And often the same people are like, hey, I want to, I feel much better. I'd like to fine tune things now. Does that make sense?
1: Makes Um, perfect sense.
2: Absolutely. Some people are under emotional trauma and some people want to change how they're showing up in life, right? You, you,
1: you, on your website, you talk about a number of different things like adrenal fatigue. Uh, that's big these days when people are so stressed out about so many things. Uh, you talk about weight loss and when people get stuck and can't lose weight. So you can you can work with people with all kinds of needs. Is what I'm assuming from what I see on your uh, website. Uh, I will tell
2: you the core thing I work with is reshaping people's identity. Um, Your identity is the source of your emotional well-being. If you think your identity and your value is based on what other people say or don't say or do or don't do or how life is turning out for you, you are perpetually vulnerable to your circumstances and you'll have very little peace or joy.
1: Okay, what do you do about that? Let's say that... You know, my self-esteem or my self-identification is based on how a certain person views me and, you know, what they say, you know, how they treat me, etc. But this is, you know, kind of focused on one person. Uh, What would you do to help me with that? You know, do I get rid of the person? You know, uh, I, I... because I know a lot of people who have this, you know, what will other people think of me? Maybe a lot of people, all the people, but what will other people think of me if I do this is something that we hear a lot. Sure. Well, you know, from my background and my belief system, what I try and connect people to
2: is the fact that God loves unconditionally. And, um... about their lives, if you are extremely thoroughly connected to the fact that you are loved unconditionally by God, then other people's opinions and circumstances um, in comparison are like, well, who cares, right? <laughs> you know? Exactly. It just doesn't seem like such a big deal anymore. And what it does is it makes you bulletproof. Um you know, for example, I'm, I'm working with a lot of young women right now who are... Aware that they're experiencing a lot of emotional pain from relationships. And as we work with them, they realize that they often, around 15 or even younger, depending on the relationship with the parents and all sorts of different things, that they started looking to other people to tell them what they're worth. Okay?
1: Yes. And
2: that never works out very well. And so all of a sudden, you have people who are so freaked out and performance-driven and stressed out because they have to do everything perfectly, um, and they're a wreck emotionally, and when when you're so much of a people-pleaser, you're going to have a very difficult time attracting a really healthy, wonderful relationship um, because you're just not vibrating at the right frequency for that you know you're just exactly. distance, emotional distance we, it's, it's going time for us to happen. go to
1: break when we come back I'm going to ask you how you changed that idea for young women so this is Irene Conlon with my guest Stephen Keller saying stay tuned we'll be right back with more
5: we're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Most of us have experienced the loss of a loved one, be it a friend or family member. There are all kinds of questions and emotional pain that we go through, but you can move on. Listen for From Morning to Morning with Rabbi Mel Glazer. It doesn't matter what faith you are, or if you even have no faith, you are sure to find meaning in Rabbi Mel's words and personal experience, as well as that of his guests. From Morning to Morning airs live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment.
5: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's your world.
0: You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 Connect with Irene via email our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome back to the self-improvement show. My guest today is Stephen Keller. Before the break, we were talking about um, his work with some, some young women who are clients of his who have the common thread of needing to be people pleasers, needing to be approved of, by everyone they meet uh, having self-esteem issues when that doesn't happen. Tell us what you do with them, Stephen. How do you get that turned around? Sure,
2: and let me first say this. Um, I know we have some connectivity issues. Um, On my website, com. I have a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of explanations, so if someone wants to re-look at this and look at different explanations. There's a lot of information on there. But one um, one thing I do for people is using muscle testing, we figure out exactly what it is you are feeling, and sometimes there can be a lot of clarity just from that. And then we energetically test for what is the most effective thing for you to connect to right now in this phase of your life, right? And so... Um, when doing this work, is very important to understand that you don't want to just get rid of a problem, okay? People are under the misconception that if I get rid of this problem, it will create this certain other thing in my life. And the problem is, sometimes you can get rid of a problem, and all you have is the absence of a problem. It it never created anything. Does that make sense? It makes so we, perfect sense. We go, we go into the process with clarity on what our goal is, and it's kind of customized for a person, right? And once we have the goal, we we can measure and test how well you are connected to it and what is blocking you from different than you thought it was and an aha moment typically leads to an elegant simpler faster more effective solution Um, for you know Right. My engine wouldn't start. My heater wouldn't work. My air conditioning work. Transmission doesn't work. Uh, radio doesn't work. Nothing works. And I could have the wrong understanding that I'm, the car is fundamentally broken, and I should just call the tow company and just have it scrapped. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> people
1: lot of people want a complicated solution let me ask you this this is such a different approach and you're doing the testing on yourself with someone on on the other end of a phone line do do they always have buy-in do they always believe that what you're doing is working do they need that for it to be effective
2: um, absolutely. I get a wide range of results with people. Um, I will tell you, it certainly helps to charge people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it makes the, it makes uh, it much more effective because, you know, people aren't just wasting money on something they don't believe in, right? Um, right. Which is one reason I'm typically cautious about doing it for free for people, even though um, I don't mind doing that so much, you know. So most of the people coming to me, they're already very into energy work and quantum physics and they're open to this, or they've gotten a very strong recommendation from someone they trust, and they're just like, my friend so-and-so says, whatever you do works, and I have no idea what you do, but fix me. But that's,
1: yeah, but fix it. Fix it. Yeah. Super. As long as being yeah.
2: neutral, um, it's very helpful. It, if, if someone is like shut off or distracted or is thinking too much, I can tell on my end, often I'll be like, okay, hold on, pause, where did you go, you're not being neutral anymore, I'm not testing accurate for you anymore, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're right, I started thinking about this instead of just being present, you know, so it's, you can actually tell from my, if there's buy-in and if there's a connection or not,
1: That's so interesting. We're right up to the end of the show. If people could not hear your web links and how to reach you, it's all on the self-improvement blog in your bio. But tell us one more time how we can reach you.
2: So you can reach me at Keller, that's K-E-L-L-E-R, Healing Arts, plural, so A-R-T-S, arts com. Uh, My phone number is on there. My email address is on there. My Facebook link is on there. Lots of YouTube videos. Uh, For anyone who calls me up and mentions the show, um, I have a special discount if you do want to do some work. And also, what I do for people is um, often I will do a session for someone. If it was effective, great. I'll send you a bill. If it was like, hey, that wasn't really helpful at all, I'm not going to charge someone for something that wasn't.
1: That stuff. I'm pretty you can't. That. You can't be better than that. We're right up at the end of the yeah. show. If you have issues that you haven't been able to resolve, please give Stephen Keller a call. I can vouch for the fact that he'll only do the best work that he can do. I, I know him. I vouch for him. So give him a call. This has um, been really fun, Stephen. Thank you so much for being with us today.
2: You're welcome.
1: It was great fun. It was great fun. We'll, later, great fun. Um, we'll keep, keep in touch. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Stephen Keller saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show.
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. 12 noon pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel remember that improvement out there starts in here